Hi, I'm Becky. Welcome to the Ambitions Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Wayne France from Deviate Design, who does all our employer branding and marketing. So, Wayne, tell us about branding. When we um, start rebrands or any kind of branding work for clients, we, we start with the two fundamental laws, which are uh, singularity and authenticity. So firstly, with uh, singularity, we're trying to create a brand that will raise the profile of the company and position them above all its competitors. Yeah, so like making yourselves the specialist or something in that market? Yeah, exactly. I think um, you look at any top brand in the world today, uh, they're specialists in what they do. As soon as you start to uh, dilute that, uh, weakens a brand and over the long term will eventually uh, collapse. So it's, you've got to be quite clear on uh, what the laws are and what you're trying to do, who you're trying to say it to and how, how you say it. And I think that sort of creates uh, the personality for your own brand in that if you're addressing a particular age group, your message is completely different if you're addressing 18-year-olds or addressing 50-year-olds. So I think to start off with, you need to be clear on who your market is, what you're trying to say, and who you're trying to say it to. You know, for example, our market, we, as a brand, have to attract to both clients, which would be businesses, and also to applicants, for example, who are individuals who could be looking for all manner of work. Yeah. Um, so it's around how do you achieve a brand that is attractive to both of those people and flexible in its approach, I suppose, to the market. Taking ambitions, for instance, in, in the marketplace of recruitment, fundamentally, initially, what you're trying to create is a professional brand that appeals to people. So quite right, whether you're, if, whether you're going to try and attract uh, a forklift truck driver or a secretary or a, a managerial position, those two messages are going to be different but um, the tone of voice, the underlying message that the, the company promotes and is, is within their ethos is, is all the same. You look at uh, the branding that you guys have got, whether it's, whether it's on a website, whether it's on a pull-up banner or a leaflet, it's consistent. So when you've got that consistency, it makes, it makes messaging a lot easier and it also instills confidence in you know, the person you're trying to recruit and the audience you're trying to talk to in that wherever they see your messages, they're always the same. Yeah. Because you guys know, you guys are specialists in what you do. You know, that's, that's, that's your profession, that's your specialism, and you're clear in how you communicate those messages to those people. The first touch point for a client might be uh, on one of the bollards walking down the street. They might see a piece of advertising there. They then might go to uh, their phone, popping ambitions, Google that, and then the brand is exactly the same. They know they're in the right place uh, and you're communicating effectively that, that sort of way, really. It's really interesting. You just said Google that. I mean, Google is a brilliant example of a strong brand, isn't it? Yeah, awesome. It's an awesome example. You know, at the end of the day, Google, that's all they do though, right? They're specialists in providing information that you're looking for. They don't do anything else. You, you know, they, the, the, you know if, you can, if you can own a word and become a verb for something, then, you know, you've absolutely smashed it out of the park. What you mean, like, when my son asks me something I don't know, and I say, hey, let's Google it. That's it, man. That's I wouldn't it. say, let's do a search on the internet. That, I literally... That's right. You know, we all say, let's Google it now. Yeah, it's like, you don't, you don't, you're not going to go and vacuum, the, vacuum the, your, your, your living room, are you? You're going to go and hoover it. No, and even though Dyson is a strong brand, Hoover yeah, yeah. came first, and we definitely do the hoovering, not the Dyson in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's it. You can only, you only sort of, like, get to own the word for that brand for that sort of marketplace if you're if you are the first 
like Kleenex, you know, that's tissue, isn't it? Pass me the Kleenex. Yeah, really linked. You know, you know, that sort of thing, really. So, yeah, if you can get into that, if you can get, you know, if you can get to that sort of point, then that is, that is a really strong brand. Going back to the Google, yeah, so with Google, they're specialists in, in search engines. That's what they do. If they then went and put Google on a pint of beer, for instance, and said, oh, we're going we're gonna to do beer, chances are that's not going to fly because everybody has the confidence in them for providing information. They haven't got confidence in them for providing beer. You're going to go to one of the top, like Budweiser. And equally, Budweiser went to do search engines. You're not going to go, oh, I'm going to go and Budweiser a you know the information or whatever because yeah. that's not what they that's not what they're specialists in mm-hmm. as soon as brands start to narrow uh, start to widen their focus that's when they get weaker like coke for instance singularity coke they own the word you know i'll have a coke i'll have a cola that's that is them they obviously widen their market to diet coke expecting to widen their audience but essentially what you get with that is the people that drank Coke now drink Diet Coke because they want something that's less fattening. So they, they've, not, they've not increased their market share, they've just diluted their brand. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, the word Coke is such a strong brand, isn't it? Whatever right. they do, it's so strong. But I think what you're saying is if they chose to do something completely different yeah. as well, yeah, yeah. that wouldn't necessarily be a success for them. They'd be better off yeah. coming up with a different brand, which is really strong and strong in its brand presence. 100%. To take to a new market. Absolutely. You know, the, the narrow focus uh, is, is key. You know, you look at, look at Aston Martin, for instance, fantastic British brand. So, you know, they're struggling and have been for quite a number of years. But Aston Martin was synonymous with British sports cars. That's what they used to make. Yeah. Now they make SUVs, well, you know, uh, four doors, you know, the Grand Tourers. They're trying, they're, they're diluting their brand. Mm-hmm. Well, from once what they stood for, they don't stand for that anymore. And they're very strong in it, But they? they're trying to, trying to be everything to everybody, and you can't be that. I think it's difficult though, you know, as a business when you're trying to make a change from something that you've always been or the way you've always looked. You know, I know that earlier this year that we did we did our rebrand. Now, our brand, our old branding was a butterfly, very, very important to us as a business, um, but quite dated in how it looked. I know you badgered us for at least two mm-hmm. or three years to try and do a rebrand. Yeah. Kept telling us we were, that we that our our logo in particular didn't really represent the way our our culture, the way we did yeah. business, wasn't current in the marketplace. And I know when eventually we um, we we agreed with you. I do know it was challenging. Oh. <laughs> um, the next step was even more challenging because we were very precious about what we had and we were nervous about that change because we'd been in the market for over 25 years. People knew the pale powder blue butterfly um, was us and it hadn't changed since the day we started. And you know we wanted to hold on to that and it was how could we make that modern and how could we make that appropriate and how could we make it current, how could we make it transferable? I know yeah. that was a challenge for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, you know, like you say, um, especially when we get involved with companies that uh, that want to rebrand, and and the key there is they know they want to rebrand. They're just not sure of how to do that. Quite right. You know, the the, the logo in particular um, that was part of that brand, it just didn't reflect the professionalism that the company and the, the company's ethos uh, within it. So you know, it, it was a natural progression, really. Uh, to move to where we did uh, and you, you do get management teams that are, you know that are precious of, 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 their, of their company and their brand but essentially over time 
you know, a brand does evolve and does change. A logo essentially shouldn't change, but a brand will change because the marketplace changes. And you, you know, you are, you guys identified that, uh, and we created a brand that positions you definitely above everybody else within your industry. Oh, we love it. We absolutely That's love good. the That's new. Good, man. You know, and it's still got that nod back to the butterfly, but to, you know, but brings back into it, you know, a bit of um, if you look at the rationale behind the butterfly that is now, we've created that from you know essentially two people communicating to each, to each other. Yeah, which it, is, it which took is, a bit of which time is, for us to get yeah, out of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, but that, you know, that deep down, that's that's what recruitment is, isn't it? Oh, that, that's everything that we do. How much impact do you think the brand and how attra- how can it help attract teams? You know, we know it's a really competitive marketplace and we talk about, you know, our clients as in the companies we supply to and our candidates. But what's really important about for us and for every business, I'm sure, is about attracting the right people with the right ethos and the right culture to join our teams because they are the people that are out there. They're, they're the people that represent us on a daily basis. And how important do you think brand is to that? Sure. Well, it's massively important. You know, we're, we're surrounded by brands and communications 24 hours a day so you know recruitment or any kind of messaging is is no different once you understand the type of person you're trying to communicate to and if your brand is relevant to them some of the ambition stuff that's uh and 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 a tone of voice that's used in all of the communication it's all very light or very vibrant or very engaging that is going to attract the market and the person that you guys want to attract how it's said through the tone of voice of imagery and copy hits the target market we're trying to hit. Yeah, I mean, we're looking for people who are outgoing. We're looking, you know, we're looking for those people who can bring some, be vibrant in our business, that are passionate, and that actually want to have fun. You know, we work hard, but we have a lot of fun. Yeah, and and that's, you know, you look at anything that you guys communicate with, you know, even the pull-up banners that are around us, it's got that, all those things you said there, fun, vibrant, it's engaging, that's 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 the brand and that's what's communicated and that's the people it's going to attract so if a company is thinking about rebranding what's the first thing they should think about okay well like like i mentioned before they're obviously in a position where they they know that they need to do something which is good every time we've gone into to companies and we ask them questions like okay what do you stand for what do you do differently because we need to know those things to be able to position them above everybody else in the, in their marketplace Nine times out of ten, they can't answer because they don't know. I think it's because people get on with their day-to-day business yeah, and don't we, really necessarily even think about that. No, no. Um, so then any, any kind of message you're then trying to put out to your audience becomes very weak because you don't actually know what you're trying to say. Maybe you don't know who the audience is either. So it's a, good, it's, a, it's, it's a really good exercise for companies to sort of like ask themselves, well, what do we stand for? Why should people come to us? Well, why should, you know, use our services or buy our products? And until they can answer that, you can't really deve- develop an efficient brand um, that's going to, you know, stand the test of time. It's all about that, that narrow focus, trying to create that singularity, but something that's authentic as well. Using professionals to help do that is the key, really. Sometimes when we get involved, you know, people bring, obviously we want them to bring their uh, thoughts and ideas, which is great, but sometimes they aren't relevant to the market. Are it's like it's, we do that way. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody does that to some extent, but in you know through the learning process that we then go through with that client, backed by knowledge and it's backed by expertise, and you can't argue with that. 
Well, you can argue with that, but you'll end up getting it wrong. It's like asking a plumber to come around and fix your washing machine and telling him how to do it. You don't do that. So why would you get a branding company in and then tell them what to do? I know we do try to sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but you're always very well, polite. <laughs> well, yeah, we are. And yeah. normally right. And normally right, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, you know, 30-odd years' experience right there. I think that speaks for itself. <laughs>